everyone. Welcome. My name is MG. I'm Elizabeth Pudwell, and together we are Sober Sisters Talk, <laughs> which is its own entity. Yes. And today it is February 7th, and um, it's a beautiful, gorgeous day here in Houston, and we are recording. And um, we thought we'd talk about um, your spiritual practice. Mm. What mm-hmm. that is, what it consists of. So one of the things that comes up for me is um, I remember early on in my AA program and I was at a meeting and we were reading the big book and we each had to read like a line or a couple of lines and then share on it. And mine was, we are given a daily reprieve from our addiction based upon a fit spiritual condition. And I wanted that daily reprieve so bad. I was in, um, at that point, I was not, I've never really been uh, in this place where I'm addicted to alcohol or feeling the, the, the pull. Like once I had this, you know, that it, the accident and I was done, I knew I didn't want to go back. I didn't have cravings for it. It wasn't pulling me. But I was in the throes of my SLAA addiction. Mm -hmm. I was in it, and I wanted that daily reprieve. I wanted to stop wanting him and stop desiring him and stop obsessing about him, the whole thing, crying. I was so sad. God, I was sad. Well, and you had a big motivator. You had a big thing going on in your life that you wanted to, um, I don't want to say attack, what you wanted to deal with that you wanted to find a solution around. Yeah. I wanted relief. Yeah. Right. I wanted relief. I wanted to feel better. So, um, then the, the, the spiritual condition was I went to, I went to every meeting that I could get to. Now I still couldn't drive at this point. Um, so I was going to five, meetings downtown and four meetings um slaa meetings maybe i could drive at this point but i was going to those five meetings downtown at lunch and then four slaa meetings that's all we had then four women's meetings and that was my fit spiritual that was my spiritual program i also went to um bible study i i filled in with church where i couldn't Mm-hmm. have a mm-hmm. meeting every night because mm-hmm. I needed a meeting every night but we didn't have them mm-hmm. so I filled in with church mm-hmm. and created women's things at, at so that was my my spiritual practice then um, so why don't you share what yours is and then we'll go back to what it is now or what yeah. you know how you developed well I can remember and this is part of you know the 10th step work where you know like upon reflection you know at the end of the day where you do that so that was a a part of my in in recovery with SLAA that you recommended that you know before you go to bed at night that you think about your day and I don't do that as rigorously now as I used to I used to be like you know get down on my knees I mean it was a whole thing well share what those questions are because it's I think it's important for our listeners to know it's right it, it says things like um where was I dishonest? Yeah. Do I owe an apology? Right, right, right. I can't remember all of them exactly. Just kind of like a a sort of of replay over your day. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, I would be like, oh, yeah, that's what I did. I did that. And so it was like, okay, I got to clean it up tomorrow. 
And today, I feel like I know things so immediately that I'll, like, you know, go back five minutes later and say, you know what, Sue, I'm so sorry I spoke to you like that. That just wasn't appropriate. I was frustrated, blah, 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 blah. You know, clean it up, like, as, as soon as you can. And, um, or to call somebody if it's not appropriate for me. Like, you know, I did some work last year on a campaign and, uh, there was a very handsome young Middle Eastern man that was working on the campaign, and and uh, we were talking, and he was said something, and I'm he goes he still makes your eyes twinkle. I know. <laughs> he was so passionate. He was so passionate, and uh, and so he said uh, he said something, and then and I was like, oh yeah. He goes, you know about that thing, and I'm like, I do. And I totally didn't. I was just oh like, God. you know, lying. Those are the worst. So, you know, when I, and I didn't want to say anything to him. Like, I was walking in my car. I didn't want to turn around and go, hey, hey, man, listen. I lied. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> want to say that. So I got on the phone with a friend, a recovery friend, and I said, hey, man, I got to come clean. So it's like, you know, uh, promptly admitted it. So it doesn't mean promptly admitted it to the, that person. It just means you got to find a way to clean it up. I got to find a way to clean it up. It doesn't matter how. And then it gives me another checklist that, you know, to keep that mindful when I'm having conversations with young, passionate, handsome young men, you know, which is my, you know, MO, my demographic for um, predation. So, uh, nice word choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so doing, doing that 10 step prayer and then in the morning waking up and then saying, you know, God, you know, help me and protect my day. Prayer was like a real big part of, um, my recovery. And then, you know, as I have progressed, I've gotten lazy and I've forgotten those things because my life has gotten better. So I feel like I don't, uh, quote unquote, need those things. But here's what I know is that if I don't do them, on a regular basis when I get into a jam emotionally or spiritually or physically which all three have kind of come into play in the past four months it's like where am I what's going on and I did try in the first of the year to start my chanting practice up again you know to do that as a daily practice and I just you know haven't felt well or I had to get up and go to work and so you know, being really intentful about that, I feel like I can get a pass because I haven't. Well, you've been, been hanging optimal. on by your fingernails, you know. Yeah. Yeah, 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 for real. So I, you know, I I I backed off of mine as well. Um, I used to do daily prayer, meditation, journaling with my um, my notebook, and I would journal what was going on with me, the my tenth step, and and then pray. So I do 10 and 11. Um, I used to do that almost every night. Like I learned as soon as I got sober, I started doing it in jail. And then um, throughout my my SLAA withdrawal, I did it. And then I also, my life got better. And um, I was working on some other things, um, some other parts of my life and creating um you know, multiple streams of income and really working on, um, you know, creating some businesses. And I came across first this Mel Robbins video. Mel Robbins is a motivational speaker. She's a woman. And she has this um, one uh, video, in it, a YouTube video, and it 
talks about like when she wakes up in the first five seconds, get up and get out of bed and get up early and do. And so when I saw this video of hers, I knew she was speaking to me. I mm, knew I needed mm, to do that. Mm, so mm. I began, and it's been two years, I think, this February, that I began getting up at 5 a.m. and doing something every morning. Like not wow. just on the not just on the um, work days, every morning, and, yeah. and doing something, working. Yeah. So then, um, this past year... Can you do that? Five seconds, you pop up and jump up? Yeah. Yeah, there occasionally there Dude, are you're a badass. That's all uh, I gotta say. <laughs> occasionally there are mornings, especially with the dog now, that um I'll put I'll hit snooze and then get up after the first mm-hmm. snooze. But um yeah, on a regular basis I do. I get up. Because if I don't, I'm gonna lay there and go back to sleep. And I don't wanna do that. So, um and and I didn't really have any structure to what I was doing. I would do different things. Sometimes I would edit a podcast or um, I would create a YouTube video or I would write or I, you know, whatever. And then last year, late last year, um, September or October, somebody gave me the book um, Miracle Mornings. And this guy that wrote this book, he... You know, he had it all. He's young and he's making a bunch of money and then he lost everything. And then he healed and, and, and he got all better and he began, he, he rose to the top again. He had it all and then he lost it all again. So in the second loss, he had this epiphany and he said, what am I, what do I know works for me and why am I not doing it? What am I not doing? And he made a list of six things and it's um meditation reading journaling affirmations um can't remember what the other exercise maybe exercise exercise is one and then there's one more i can't remember what it is but there's Mm -hmm. six things Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you're you know his suggestion is to do each one of them for 10 minutes so um you know you you meditate for 10 minutes this i started doing that and I applied that structure to when I get up at 5 a.m. Mm. So I get up, I meditate, I write, I journal, I um, do my affirmations, and I write my affirmations. I read or watch a YouTube video and exercise. I can't remember what the other one is. But I do those things, and it takes me a little bit longer than an hour. It takes me about an hour and 20 minutes, hour and a half. Mm. And for a while, I was doing the walk, uh, I was doing yoga. Now I do a walk with Ginger. I take the dog out. So, but it's just, you know, I'm exercising. And um, I feel like I wouldn't say to you, oh my God, it's changed my life. But I do feel like it has, I love self-development anyway. And that's just what it is. It's my, my focused time of self-development. And I work on myself. I change the things that I want to change. Mm-hmm. I um, become really self-aware. The meditation is kind of like that I've never done. Mm-hmm. And that part is mm-hmm. really kind of amazing. I'm really mm-hmm. enjoying what I'm learning from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think that for me that my character defect of laziness is always something that I have to, you know, hold in front of me. But then 
I remember when I was going through therapy with my therapist, the amazing Patrick Vachon, who passed away. We don't know what happened. It, he, he like it was one day. It was just he was sick and didn't feel well and died on the way to the hospital. So they don't know if it was a brain aneurysm, if it was a heart attack. They didn't do an autopsy. Anyway, he was an amazing therapist, and what he used to say to me is, I felt like I had to be this, you know, rigorous. And I was in recovery with him, and he was like, "What's the most loving thing you can do? Can you give yourself a break around that?" Because for me, what happens in terms of like my family of origin work, my mother would be so demanding about how I am in the world. And I show up that way for the companies I work for. I'm very like a high functioning. I'm like, you know, if I say I'm going to do something, I do it. The overachiever. The overachiever, right? And so when it comes to me, it's like, oh, I got to do that shit now for me. But it's not for me. I feel like it's to me. So I cut myself a lot of slack. I'm like, you know, like I haven't edited last week's podcast because I've just been, you know, whatever. And so it's like, you know, it's fine. You can like, you can take your rest. You can watch your show. You can relax. You don't have to you know, do a forced march about a lot of stuff. And so I feel like that's okay. But I think that that, I feel like I should, and I'm using should in quotation marks, that I should be balancing that with, uh, you know, some sort of, spiritual ritual thing because I think that will help me and I tried at the beginning of the year to do the journaling thing and I did a media and all media fast for eight days and I did get a lot out of it and then it was just like why are you doing this and it was like the the answer was like you just said I want to feel better I want to feel like I'm living my life with some kind of meaning not just doing the daily grind and then I also have to temper what's going on with me now with the phrase because I've been having a lot of uh, dark and disturbing thoughts and remembering like all the mistakes I've made and just remembering like, you know, uh, not helpful things. And I, what I've learned in SLA is really about a lot of thought control. What are you thinking about? And so when I was thinking these dark thoughts, what I said to myself is, Melody, you haven't been at your optimal. And when you feel better, your thinking will improve as well. So let's just make it through this night. Let's just make it through this day. And let's just, because I'm really working my whole life, and I've never done this, on like a day-by-day basis, 24 hours a day, a daily reprieve. I've never really had to do that before. And so I think that adding some of these things in are going to help me with my emotional health around everything because I keep feeling very um, uh, uh, morose would be the word I would say, where it's like I feel like nothing I do has a good effect and, you know, what do I need to do? Who do I need to see? That's despair. Yeah. Yeah. I know like for me it's the same thing and and I do it because I like the way I feel when I do it. And that's what that's why I get out of bed. Mm. I don't want to. Mm. It's not like I want to. Like I don't <laughs> but I want to feel the way that it feels when I'm I don't ever go like at this point of the day I'm ne- I never have had a thought I wish I would have stayed in bed longer. 
I never feel that way. And so that's what sort of motivates me to do that. Like, I know once I'm up, I mean, this morning it's freaking cold and I've got to get dressed and take the dog out, you know, and it's it. But once I'm out and doing it, I love it and it feels really good. And I know that because when I lost Betty and all of a sudden I wasn't doing that anymore. And I was like, I missed that time. Like I missed the time, even when it was really cold, I missed that time with her. So it's. Um, it helps me um, to, to get into a fit spiritual condition for your day. And after doing that, I can imagine that you going to work, it's like, you know, you've done your work. You're I, ready. T- I took care of me. Yeah. I am not resentful that I have to spend all this time at work or do things for other people because I took care of me. I love that. And if I don't take care of me, then I do. I do feel that way. Like, these people just want something, you know. Right. And I don't feel that way when I'm taking care of myself. And that feels really good. Well, and there's that Al-Anon prescription where it's like you cannot, they say, don't, you cannot take care of anybody else until all your needs are met. And so I've been using that as a little bit of my mantra around like, because the things that I'm having to do right now are just focus on my jobs because I have to have my jobs. Yeah. Right? To keep a roof over my head and food. And so it's really Maslow's hierarchies of needs. And so it's like I'm I'm doing that and then the bare minimum that I need to do for myself. And I've got like tons of laundry to do and so I'm really hoping podcasters out there who's listening to me send me prayers that I'm going to be strong this weekend and I'm going to have lots of energy. And, uh, and I have a friend coming to stay in my apartment because I'm going to be traveling in April for two weeks. And so I'm going to go buy a washer and dryer, you know, because I don't have one here. So I'm, I've made like a big project. I've made extra money this month. So it's like I'm going to do that for myself. I'm going to give myself the gift of in-home laundry. So that's, that's something. Wonderful. That's something that can do to help it's me really be spiritual. It's really wonderful. Yes. It is. <laughs> There's there's um, something that you touched on, though, that I want to talk about briefly, and that's that um, sometimes we take these things on, these tasks, or whatever you want to call a practice, and we kind of like, um, we give the responsibility to someone else and say like, well, they're making me do this. I have, instead right. of owning it. Right, like I choose to. Like I, you know, I choose to get up in the morning. I choose to do it. And I remind myself of that in the morning. Um, I was listening to this YouTube video this morning. It was Will Smith, just a motivational. And he said, it's not, it's, it's not your fault that whatever, fill in the blank. It's not your fault that your parents weren't there for you, but it damn sure is your responsibility to create the life you want. It is not your fault that you're an addict, but it damn sure is your responsibility to get yourself out of it. You know, it's not your fault that whatever, fill in the blank, but it damn sure is your responsibility to take care of yourself. So, I mean, that's, it just was like so impactful to me that that's how I feel about this, this daily practice of fit spiritual condition. I get a daily reprieve. I don't want to act out. I don't want to call a qualifier. I don't want to whatever. 
because I have a fit spiritual condition. And I want to say that you get to create what that fit spiritual condition is. It doesn't, there is no like, you get to, but you do have to create something. Yeah. And it does have to be daily. Well, one thing that I have been doing daily is, is when I'm in my bath, is I have been uh, loving and praising my body. And uh, so I have like a little bit of a fanny pack on my gut. And I'm like, well, fanny pack, thank you for being there. Thank you for providing my body with extra warmth during this cold time. You know, thank you, legs, for carrying me through the day. So, you know, that has been something that I've been doing for the last couple of weeks is just, you know, thanking my body for what it can do for me instead of looking at, like, the lack of, of the thing. Because you and I, you know, law of attraction, what we think about. Yeah. You know, what you resist, persists, that kind of thing. So those are the sorts of things. And I feel like in this stage of my recovery that I feel like I have absorbed those things and I live my life in such a way and it's not always I'm not perfect about it but you know when I'm living my day I feel like I am doing it in a thoughtful kind way so that I don't have to go back and make mistakes and I've set myself up to be um, you know like that and in fact I had something happen you know I've got I've got two jobs and two part-time jobs and last weekend, I was supposed to complete like a project, and I just had no energy to work on the project. It was just very debilitating, and I was very upset about that. And so um, I started work like Sunday evening, trying to, you know, eat the whole pie in one sitting, and I couldn't do it. And, and I, you know, let my uh, one of my clients know I said you know I'm, I, I didn't finish and they were like listen I, this, here's the deadline we have to get this done can you take off work from your other job tomorrow and be exclusive and so I said I'll see and so I go into work and I really you know I told my boss at my uh, job here the one that I go to not the remote client and so I went into his office and I said hey I, I need to take tomorrow off and he was in a little bit of a snitty mood and he said, oh, do you have an audition? Because that was the arrangement, that when I have auditions, I get, get off to go do that. It, and they're like, great, have fun, you know, break a leg, whatever. And so I could have lied at that moment because it would have been so easy to lie and say, yes, I do. And I didn't. I said, no, I have work to do for my other client that I didn't get done this weekend because I was ill. And uh, he said, well, are you asking me or are you telling me? Snitty. And I wanted to say, bitch, I'm telling you. You're not the boss of me. Oh, wait, you are the boss of me. Uh, and I was just, you know, there was that teenager, that rebellious piece of me that came up. And so I just, you know, I said, I really need tomorrow off. And I said, I can come in if I complete it. He goes, no, no, don't come in, even if you do complete it. Like he was punishing me. So I was like, okay. And so I turned around and went home and I kept rolling that over in my mind about it because it didn't feel right. And there was a little bit of that, what Melody Betty calls codependent afterburn when you take care of yes. yourself. Doing what and you then you want to fix it. You want to go back and like, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have done that. That's yeah. right, right. That, Let I'll, me grovel. Cow to yeah. you and you know, oh, you're my boss. You're my most important boss. But I have two clients that are just as important to me. So I, I worked through that a little bit and and um, 
I stood by my integrity about being honest because it never serves me when I have to go back and like, you know, fill in oh, the lie. God. Or remember Clean up the that. Lie. I lied. Oh, it's the worst. I just hate that. And then I had to work through, uh, and then P.S. He's been like so supportive of this other woman in the office who her husband's been laid off and he's been giving her money and like whatever. And, and it, I realized it was family of origin stuff around my mother and my siblings that they got stuff, but when it and came I to don't. me, yeah, I don't nobody get Nobody cares stuff. about me. Nobody cares about me. And I, you know, unraveled that component, that little piece of it, because that was a part of it that, you know, made me mad. That made me mad. And uh, then, you know, fearful that I might lose that job. And I'm like, I'm not going to lose that job. He's, they're, you know, lucky to have me with what I do for them. And so I had to like break down every like negative thought around it. And, and it was like, then I said, well, if I finish, then I've got my day of the rest of the day off. I didn't, I had to work the whole time for my other client. And as it worked out karmically, I felt like shit that day. I just had zero energy and I'm like, I gotta, this is a deadline today. I gotta do this stuff. And I was just able to push myself and get through and get done with it. And at the end of the day, when I was done with my duties, I'm in bed. I'm done for the day. And I shut my phone off, like shut it down, shut it down. Like turned my phone on airplane mode, turned my Wi-Fi off. I'm like, I'm, I'm out for the count just so that I could get my rest and do what I needed to do to take care of myself. So I think that, you know, finding out what a fit spiritual condition looks like for me when I'm in optimal, robust, vibrant health, and when I'm not in that. Like you need a bare minimum. You need a bare minimum. You At the bare minimum, I'm going to do this. But I stood by my integrity and my program. And so, you know, going through my day when I have those choices to lie or make it easier for myself MG, it may be that your your bare minimum is to be an in integrity it may be that your spiritual practice on a bare minimum is you know the principles living it, those it, as best i can every day it may be you have to create it though yeah. you know that's and own it and not say you know my sponsor's making me or no. i have to or you know, because otherwise you won't do it. If you know, but if you know, I feel tons better when I do this. When you know? I tell the truth and I'm as candid as possible. It does. It feels tons better. And then you don't have to go back and clean anything up. And have that, that, uh on we or what I want to, you know, like that weight of that lie or that dishonesty weighing on me. Like I can remember when I did my ninth step with this woman that I had a, you know, a qualifier came into town and I blew her off for work. And, uh, and I carried that. And when I finally made the amends to her and was very clear about what I had done, she goes, girl, I knew that he was in town. I knew why you were blowing me off. Why, you know, I hired you to work for me for rodeo. But she said, you know, when you didn't show up, you were like, I know. And she goes, you know, I, she I goes, get it. She goes, I'm, I'm an addict too. I don't, you know, she, she let that go. Like, you know, yes, usually is the case within like, it isn't about minutes. the other person. It's about the disconnection from your own values. And I held That's that, why that for makes so you feel long. that way. Right. 
So when I finally, and that's why if those of you who are stuck on your ninth step out there, you know, push through because there's miracles on the other side. So just want to recap like some of the things that you can do. I And I also want to point out that, you know, if you're new in program, sometimes your spiritual practices, you know, as easy as go to a meeting, talk to another addict, read the big book, go to a meeting and pray. Five things. Go to a meeting, talk to another addict, read the big book, pray, get to a meeting. Sometimes it's that. And when I first started, that's what my stuff was. That's what my fit spiritual condition, that's what my practice looked like. Now it's a lot more intricate and, and complex, but I want it that way. I choose to have it that way. Well, and, and I, I have heard that we never stop learning. If we don't want to, you know, there's there. this is like a rich experience. And I'm so grateful for 12-step recovery because oh God, of those lessons for that. So, yeah, let's recap and review what do we do. Do something, okay? That's, have even a, if have it's just, a spiritual practice. Just do something. And it, like I said, it can be... You know, it can just be go to a meeting. It could just be like stay in no, you know, you have to know yourself, you know, and it, and if you're not there, then just do what someone else tells you to do, you know, and do it and practice it. When I first started, it was, I had to pray and meditate every night before I went to bed, before I fell asleep. And I journaled, I got my, I either read the big book or my Bible and I read and I prayed. I got down on my knees. I had to make yes, it physical. Yes, next to the bed. Right. Next to the bed for years, I did that. Yeah, for years. Yeah, and then it escalated to where it is today. Like I said, it's I get up at five a.m. I do those six things, and I don't miss. And you, I'm doing what I can do. Doing what you can do. Right. And you're going to work at building that. Absolutely. Well, and you know when I think about. What I want for this year, you know, I have a trip coming up in April and I want to start walking because it's going to be in a walking city. And so that is an exciting thing for me that I'm like thinking about what I need to build in myself yes. in terms of like my stamina mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, uh, the other things that I want to bring into my life. It's a real focus on health this year. So I've been thinking about like, you know, signing up for food, meal services that they might be a little bit more, but it's easier for me to do that and pay a little more versus just like eating the you know box of macaroni and cheese that you got to find what works for you right. you know there's right. everybody has a different thing but i do think like and if you guys want to email us you can you can um you know say hey you know what's that miracle morning thing or what you know what did you guys do or how did you do a 10th step and and We'll get back to you. We sure but just will. want to encourage you to do something daily. You get a daily reprieve based upon your fit spiritual condition. Thank you so much. Thank you. Till the next time. So if you want to get in touch with us, please send us an email at SoberSistersTalk at gmail.com. Or you can check out our other episodes at www.SoberSistersTalk.com. And we're also on Facebook. We have a Facebook page and there you, we have them all lined up. You can see them. You can get a little description. You can share it. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time. Bye.